Hi, it's John Bewin. Um, and a, a kind of audience warning right up front here. How should I say this? I know a lot of people listen to podcasts all alone through earbuds. And if that's what you're doing, that's great. But if you are listening through speakers, uh, say in your car, your kitchen, wherever, and other people can hear, and uh, if those people include any young children, the kind of children who live in Christmas-observing households, and let's say these children still appreciate the magic that is Santa Claus, if you know what I'm saying. Or if you are such a young person and you are looking forward to Santa's visit on his sleigh with his flying reindeer bringing toys made by elves from the North Pole, you may want to save this episode for later. Maybe ask mom and dad when it would be the right time. So here's the scene. September 2006. My kids are in their beds and it's tuck-in time. First, the 10-year-old, my daughter, Harper. The busty will yet let you. Can I have my busty? He's on the hamper, I think. Your busty brown? My busty brown. She wants the big, fat Siamese, so I go get the cat and deliver him. Oh my gosh, what a lug. Now, I never did and still don't record my home life routinely. But when my kids were small, I would bring home some gear maybe once or twice a year and get them on tape for a few minutes just to capture their voices at different ages. On this occasion, I was trying out a new toy. I'd acquired a microphone accessory for my iPod. Remember those? This was an early model, the blocky white iPod. You could stick a mic attachment into it and record stuff. I tell you this detail partly to explain the funky quality of these recordings, but also because the gadget really sparked what happened next. You see, the mic accessory had a tiny red light on it. I can't, like, So next, I walk into my son's room with the iPod in my hand. Lucas is seven at the time, going on eight. I kneel on the floor and lean my elbows on his twin bed like always. He takes one look at the little red light on my recorder and says, <laughs> And then, without any further prompting, I know that Santa's fake. I know it's you. You change the car, and then you put like an invisible flying thing, and then you get some deer, you put fake horns on them, and then you um, put a light on one end of a nose, and you put a red thing over it, and it looks like a Trudolph. Mm. That's how you do it. <laughs> you and think? Going, but you, have you seen Santa? No. <laughs> have you seen this contraption you're talking about? No. But it's like an invisible flying thing. And you make your the car into, you get like a Santa car kind of thing. And it makes you look like you're flying. And you get some reindeer. No, you get like... Now, up to this moment, as far as I know, Lucas is solidly in the Santa camp, a believer. But you can hear what's happening, right? He suspects that his mother and I are really Santa. But he's not yet entertaining the hopelessly mundane possibility that we just wait until he and his sister are asleep and go put the presents under the tree. He's trying to make sense of how we would pull off the whole flying sleigh business. 
along with parents across the globe. <laughs> Funny, and then you see like millions of Santas flying through the air. Because I've tr- been trying to figure it out. It's like he he sees you when he's asleep. When you're asleep, he sees you when you're awake. Like you guys do. <laughs> and um, he knows if you're bad or good. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else does? Um, the teachers. <gasps> the teachers are Santa. No, again, because they don't see you when you're awake or asleep. And then you put a, thing, a tape recorder that says, ho, 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 ho. Well, how do the presents get down the chimney if Santa isn't bringing them? No, you don't get it. You fly over chimneys and you drop the, the present. Who does that? The people in the car. Who is that? Who does it? You guys. You think Mom and I do that? Yeah. Drop it. Oh, we have to be pretty busy. You think we have a, a an invisible flying contraption? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. But I mean, like, there is no, like, flying real rain, flying reindeer. You think? That's just a fib. Maybe it's just a guy in a car that... P- that sneaks inside your house. Well, he gives like presents to a little kid. The little kid climbs through your cat box <laughs> and then puts the presents in, climbs back out. Here, Lucas is referring to a door we had at the back of that house for our cats at the time. Technically, it was a dog door, big enough that he could squeeze through. Well, I would do the job. All right, Lucas, I need to say goodnight to you, son. It's really late. So I escaped that conversation. But of course, it's not the end of the story. Two months later, now it is Christmas season, I'm going to tuck in Lucas again. His mother, my then wife, has tipped me off that she and Lucas just had the talk. All right, Daddy. So, Luca? Yeah? What did you and Mama talk about? You not being much of Santa and Mommy being more of Santa. Hi, hi, Dad. <laughs> so, what did you ask Mommy? Um, I asked like if Santa if she's Santa and she asked if I really wanted to know and I said yeah and I almost started to cry when she said that she was Santa really? well almost yeah did it make you sad? kinda and I was like surprised it's hard to believe When I said about the invisible flying thingy, I was just like kidding. <laughs> but I knew that, I think I kind of knew that you were Santa. But I didn't totally know. Mm. And the one thing, it's like, 
he's known for being fat, but also sliding down the chimney. <laughs> so it's like you have to have a really thick chimney. Yeah, and also the fire. The fire if he slid down the chimney and then his big booty would get burnt. <laughs> Where did you get the pop gun? Pop gun? The pop gun, yeah, that's when I really believed in Santa. Because oh. it was wood and stuff. He's talking about a little wooden toy he got in his stocking one year. The kind where you pump it to push air through, and a cork on a string pops out yeah, the other end. We talked about it too, didn't we? Because you could really, that's something you could really imagine the elves making, couldn't you? Yeah, because it's made by wood. Last year, remember last year, Mama got that free, um, she won in some thing at her work, she won a portable DVD player, and we gave, the, we gave that to you guys for Christmas and said it was from Santa. Do you remember what you said about that? Uh-uh. You said something like, you looked at it, it had the whole box and everything, and you said, how the heck did the elves make that? Yeah. What's sad about it? That it's just like all these years, like eight years I've been thinking about Santa being real. Well, maybe not eight, six or something. It's like hard. I don't really get what's sad. Was it fun to think that there was a Santa? It's yeah. certainly not so much fun. It's like magic, isn't it? Yeah. But the thing I didn't get was the he's he watches you when he's asleep, when you're asleep and awakened. Mm-hmm. And he's always watching you, and that's not true. You're at school and... Mm-hmm. It's not really possible, is it? How could he do that? And watch all the kids at once? All the kids in the whole world? Yeah, I thought of it as like everything being read and he would sit at like a bunch of computers, like a whole line of red computers and he would watch them. And then if that kid does something bad, he'd go to the next one. And there'd be like a button, good or bad, and you'd press it. And then he'd like check it off for his list. He'd go to the next one, the next computer, the next computer. It was weird. All right, my son. Sleep on it. Okay. Tomorrow's another day. Kiss daddy. That was cool. Love you tens, Bubba. Love you tens, too. It's like a whole mystery <laughs> that I've been trying to solve.
So, Lucas, how old are you now? 17. I don't tuck him in anymore, but I'm happy to say he still talks to the old man. Just the other night over dinner, he wanted to talk about time. People take time for granted, he said. What is it, really? I said, I have no idea. I do know it flies. Anyway, Lucas's sense of wonder is alive and well. So I guess we didn't kill that off by telling you a fantasy story and then telling you it wasn't true. No. I think maybe that just sparked my imagination more, creating a mystery for me to solve. Do you think that if you have kids, you'll do the Santa thing with them? Tell them that story? Definitely, for sure. By the way, to give credit where it's due, Lucas produces music, and he's been letting me use some of it on the podcast, including this. Next time on Scene on Radio, more really good work by people who came to CDS to learn audio storytelling. This is our last episode of the year, taking a very short break, and we'll be back in January. Thank you for listening. As a longtime radio guy, I have to say, I so appreciate that you have to choose to listen to this stuff. It doesn't just show up on your car radio during drive time. So thank you. We're on Twitter, at Scene on Radio, and on Facebook. The website is sceneonradio.org. This show comes from CDS, the Center for Documentary Studies at Duke University.